five seconds. He's going to throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. Back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And it's Wilder with yes, a 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it. Here's Kupak. Gives off to Amos. He's good. 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 He's Jordan back to kick, it's blocked again, picked up, it'll be a touchdown Carolina for Bracey Walker. He blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season, it's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meet Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26, heading to the far side, Gio at the 35, Gio, he's at the 50, no he's not, yes he is, Gio, he's gonna take it for a touchdown. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. Hey guys, and welcome into this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnata, with you guys as always. And today we have a special edition of the podcast where we get to interview inside Carolina's Taylor Vipolis about last week's game and a little look ahead to the Miami game. Unfortunately, there was plenty of great content that we had for you guys with Vip. But there were some technical difficulties with the first few questions that we did ask him, but we did get some great stuff from him, even at the end of the interview that did come out the way we wanted it to, so we wanted to bring you that. We'll jump right into the interview with Vip talking about the Tar Heels' conservative offense in the first half and how they opened it up into the second half and allowed for a big second half from the Tar Heels' true freshman quarterback, Sam Howell. They they played it a little conservatively in the first half, and luckily for Carolina, the defense bailed them out where they were still within striking distance in the second half. But as Sam Howell started building that confidence, you kind of saw that, that quiet swagger come out of him. He has a great touch on his deep balls. And those those balls, while it might seem like they're 50-50 balls, those are really like 80-20 because he's putting it in a spot where – Either the receiver is going to catch it or it's going to go too long. And he did a great job placing the balls and then letting his receivers like um, Deami Brown and Bo Corrales, Anton Green, I think all the receivers that we were kind of, you know, waiting to see if they'll take that next step, they all took that next step with Sam Howell. So it's going to be fun to see your young quarterback and your young receivers and you have a young running back in Javante Williams and – Three of your offensive linemen are freshmen or redshirt freshmen, so it's it's a really young group and one that's going to be exciting to see kind of grow together. When you look on the defensive side of the ball, you know this is the first time that Carolina has really been able to hold the team under 300 yards since the game against Virginia back in the 2016 season. I mean, this is a gigantic step for this Toriel football team 
going forward, though, you kind of wonder, you know, are they going to be at the same level? I think there is reason to be optimistic, but is, you know, am I wrong to be a little bit cautious because we have seen this before where they've taken steps, but then, you know, the next week struggled a little bit? Or, or, or do you think maybe this is a team that is just so much different under new defensive coordinator Jay, uh, Jay Bateman? Yeah, Jay Bateman definitely has this defense ahead of schedule. I think there is um, a little a little reason to be cautious with how well they played the last I think the last four drives. South Carolina only had about 61 yards. Um, the last six drives, I mean, South Carolina only had 41 yards. They forced two turnovers, three punts, and the sack by Chess Rat to to end the game. So they were playing their best football late, and that's kind of been one of the biggest emphasis for them this offseason, being able to finish games and being able to to get better as games go on because that South Carolina team, they were dragging at the end of the game just trying to crawl their way to the finish line while Carolina was just getting better. And I think the reason why you can be optimistic about this team going forward on the defensive side of the ball especially is because of Aaron Crawford and Jason Strobridge. Those guys are going to take so much attention on the defense and even even when the defense has put so much attention on them, got, uh, Jason Strobridge was just dominating people, getting pressure in the quarterback. He didn't get a sack, but there were so many times where he had pressure in Jake Bentley's face, and they were making him uncomfortable. And when, when you have guys like Strobridge and Crawford taking up so much attention, you get a guy like Chas Surratt who could just be an athlete out there and make plays. You got... Dom Ross coming back from his suspension. The pieces are there for Carolina to have a good defense. It's just now being in the right spot, which it looked like Bateman had them in the right spot, and then now they just have to finish plays. And you look at a quarterback like Jake Bentley, a four-year starter, and they made him so uncomfortable, and they were confusing him, forcing him into turnovers, that you got to like Carolina's chances going forward, knowing that you're not going to play too many quarterbacks who had the experience like Bentley. But then when you put more on film, then you're giving more for offensive coordinators to kind of game plan against. But I was really encouraged with what I saw from Carolina's defense. So when you turn to Saturday's game against Miami, this definitely feels like it has some bigger circumstances than maybe some thought coming into the season because in most people's minds, including most of the national people, they thought that the game against South Carolina was going to go the way of the Gamecocks. Carolina comes back and wins it, and now if they can get a win against Miami, look, Virginia Tech had their struggles against Boston College. We still don't really trust Virginia because they've never really been able to get it done against Virginia Tech late in the season, and if it comes down to that game, you never really know. Somebody else could be at the advantage there. For the Tar Heels, you know, in this game against Miami, how do you avoid putting that pressure on you and really allowing Miami to have the pressure on them? I mean, they are favored, but right now the Tar Heels really seem to be one of the talks of college football. Yeah, Carolina, as as they go on with the season, they're just going to be playing with more and more confidence. It's a group that is just trying to distance themselves from that 2017 season and the 2018 season. And a team like Miami, when when things aren't going well for Miami, they, they are usually self-imploding. Their offensive line gave up 10 sacks against Florida. Uh, they have a 
redshirt freshman in Jaron Williams starting at quarterback. So with Carolina's biggest strength as their defensive line, you have to like that matchup. Then you add in the fact it's Carolina's home opener, Mac Brown's first home game, night game, that atmosphere in Keenan Stadium is is going to be rocking. And I think Carolina just has to try to ride that wave of momentum from the crowd. And you're going to get a Miami team that's desperate. Nobody, nobody wants to start their season off 0-2. But you have to try to use that desperation that Miami's playing against them and force them into into plays that just aren't there. So, yeah, last thing I'll ask you before we let you go, this environment is setting up to be an amazing one. The game just sold out earlier this morning, and right now, I mean, everybody seems to be extremely hyped about this Tar Heel football team. The fan base is as into it as they've been in a long time. Is this setting up to be one of, if not the best crowd in the modern era of Tar Heel football? Oh, I would say for sure. Like, if if you can't get excited for this game, like what what's it going to take? Um, even in even in that 2015 season when we were when we were beating teams down, it felt like we had to you know like beg fans to come out to our games. But I think you saw a change last year that that night game against Virginia Tech. That Carolina team did not have a good record coming into that game, but I thought the atmosphere was great. I thought. For for a change of pace, the students really brought it that game. Um, there was a certain buzz around Carolina, and they didn't even particularly have a good football team. So you have a team now coming off a win, night game, you the new alcohol sales, so you see how that does. Um, Mac Brown brings the excitement. There's, there's a ton of factors that are pointing in the direction that this is going to be – an atmosphere that uh, we haven't really seen before. All right, Viv. Hey, we're looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. We're going to be there. Um, we are extremely psyched about it, and I know you guys from inside Carolina will be out there covering everything. Tell us where uh, everybody can follow you so that uh, you know they don't miss any of the great content that you guys are putting out before the game. You can follow me on Twitter at TVipolis and um, Inside Carolina at Inside Carolina. Um, but thanks for having me on, man. I really enjoyed it. All right, Biff. Hey, we'll talk to you down the line, buddy. Thank you so much. And uh, we're looking forward to this weekend, man. It should be a great environment. Thank you for sure. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. We want to thank Taylor Vipolis from Inside Carolina for stopping by with us. Always a great time talking to him, and he brings such great insight. A reminder that you guys are encouraged to go and subscribe and like the podcast wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Apple, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com, or the TuneIn app, as well as Radio.com. Anywhere you get it, make sure that you like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. We love to hear from you guys, and uh, that's you know this is why we do it. We want to hear from you guys. Tell us what we need to do differently. Tell us some of the things that you want to hear on the podcast, and we'll make sure that we can find a way to work that in. Of course, tomorrow night will be a big edition of the podcast. That one will be the Miami preview, our first preview of the season for you guys here on the Heel Tough Blog podcast. Of course, we did the pregame show last week. We won't be doing those for the rest of the season. Um, unfortunately, we were not able to find a place up in Chapel Hill to do those at. So that will wait until next season, the next time that we'll get a pregame show. We'll 
probably be the game in Atlanta against Auburn. So until then, we'll be doing the preview shows right here on the podcast. That's how it's going to work each week. We'll do a recap of the game from the week before probably on Monday or Tuesday at the latest, and then we'll circle back around and do the previews on Thursday at the latest, Friday, uh, So just so that you guys can be ready to go for that game that weekend. Also, we encourage you guys to go to HeelToughBlog.com. We'll have the same things up there. We'll have a preview that'll come out on Friday afternoon. That'll be the write-up. You can read all of the in-depth information that you guys need to know about the Toriel's matchup with whoever that opponent is that week. This week it will be Miami. Then after the game is over, not this Saturday night though because of how late it's going to be, we'll start the article but we will post it on Sunday afternoon and then uh, we will spread that around social media. On Mondays that'll be when the stock report will come out. That's one of my favorite features that I do for you guys. It tells you which players are trending up, which players are trending down as well as some of the other factors for the Tar Heels that are trending up and down. And then on Tuesday, that will be Trench Report Tuesday. That's when Josh Marlowe will release his Trench Report, where he'll tell you about the Tar Heels' performances for that week on the offensive and defensive lines. So, so much great content that we have for you guys. We hope you head on over to Heel Tough Blog and check that out. Make sure that you subscribe at the bottom. It says subscribe to the newsletter, but really subscribe to all the articles. That's We will send them directly to your inbox. That's the reason that that button's there. Make sure that you don't miss a single thing that we are posting on HeelToughBlog.com because we got some great articles that are getting ready to come out. So, once again, want to thank Viv for stopping by. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels! Ah!